0: The only state is the state of your mind, and the only government is your body. This is our Everest.
1: Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, the community access podcast that allows malcontents their say. And today, it's Open Door. Yeah. Open Door was a programme made by the BBC starting in 1973. It was made by the Community Programme Unit. And essentially, people could write in and say yeah, we would like to make a TV programme and they would be given a budget and a producer. Yeah. And they could make a programme about what they wanted to do without, you know, any editorial guidelines. Yeah,
2: it's interesting. Um, they they were required to do this um, under, okay. their, under their contracts. And they handled it in very different ways, the BBC and ITV. ITV, for example, had something called the London Community Unit, the LLCU, yeah, and they were basically it was mostly charitable appeals on ITV and regionalised as well. Whereas on the BBC, they gave a lot more time to it, and obviously the BBC had this um, this reputation that it was trying to do something to shed of being kind of unaccountable and monolithic. Because the BBC was, you know, it's difficult almost to believe that now in a multi-channel age, but for the first of well, no, for the first nineteen years of television's existence, well, you know, six of them it was they weren't on the air uh, because of the war, but there was one channel. That one channel was the BBC. Then there was commercial television that started in 1955 and was rolled out across the country very slowly. I think it only finished in about 1962. And they took big audiences, but the BBC was still a huge monolithic structure. And by the early 1970s, you know, there were people in in there wearing kipper ties and with long hair and beards... And these people wanted to kind of shed themselves of this image a little bit. So programs like Open Door started to come about.
1: Yeah. Now, in the YouTube clip or, you know, the YouTube video Mm. that we have watched, there are two episodes of Open Door, uh, which I think actually provides quite a nice insight into what the program was. The the first one is basically a a broadcast made by Grapevine, who were i don't know if they're still going essentially a, a, a charitable information service who trained people up and sent them out to teach people about birth control and sex and uh venereal disease and all aspects of sort of sexual health and behavior which was you know a reasonably important service when, as it points out in the programme, the actual standard of sex education was fairly lacking at the time in British schools. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was, you know, it was ten years later, I can assure you. I think we have to kind of remember how long ago this was. In 1974, there were people still alive, a lot of people still alive, who'd been born in the 19th century. Yeah. You know, there were people alive, plenty of people alive, who could remember Queen Victoria. Well, yeah. And in
1: 1973, there were 253,274 cases of VD. Yes. 65,756 illegitimate births. Yes. And 121,830 abortions in the United Kingdom. Well, yes. Because the thing is
2: that they'd introduced the contraceptive pill at the start of the 1960s. And, of course, well, you know, that pushes all the responsibility onto the woman, as usual. Um... And that, coupled with kind of the the increasingly liberal times, well, it only takes a venereal disease. They don't specify which one. Um... And uh, and suddenly you've got yourself an outbreak. And if people aren't using condoms, then and they're you know having multiple sexual partners, then the likelihood is that that's going to happen. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't being taught in schools because people who were teaching in schools in the nineteen sixties, some of them probably fought in the First World War. You know, <laughs> we're talking about a long time ago. And the thing is, of course, that this. Repressed, buttoned-up country is coming up against this kind of tidal wave of progress that it can't hold back. Yeah, but it desperately wants to, and so they're doing it for themselves. All power to them. Aren't well,
1: they? yeah. I mean, the, the program itself is pretty much what you'd expect for a, a largely self-produced program by people who aren't filmmakers. It's got some studio debate with volunteers and people who work for Grapevine. Yeah. It's got some stats. It's got something of a right-to-reply section where criticisms that have been levelled at Grapevine by the Scotsman, the Guardian, News of the World, the Daily Mail, can you imagine? The Yeah. Um, it turns out that Linda Lee Potter was awful in 1974 as well. Who'd have guessed? Who'd have
0: guessed? But we have to return to May 1972... A grapevine's all-time favorite quote: Linda Lee Potter in the Daily Mail said, "The Family Planning Association have finally gone par crazy. They are now planning to send squads of trained sex commandos into the highways, byways, cafes, coffee bars, and youth clubs to brainwash potential teenage customers."
1: I think the best part of of the whole thing for me was watching them out in their element doing what they oh my god yes they Mm. would assemble groups of about three or more volunteers and they went around the pubs of islington and camden until you know they got chucked out or beaten to a pub yeah (laughs) distributing leaflets and talking to people about sexual health so there were some very interesting shots of a night out at the Nelson Pub in Camden. Yeah, DJ spinning LP tracks.
2: Yeah, well, I, I was I was born in Islington, of course.
1: Well, and you lived in Camden for a long time. Yeah, so, that I mean... was
2: a, but that was as an adult, and this was when I was a baby. We were probably still going to appointments in Islington when I was yeah. two, when this was being made. So you know, keep an eye out for a pram. <laughs> A short, skinny woman with glasses pushing it.
1: One of the uh, the volunteers gives a, a very insightful comment about what it's like to go on this pub circuit, which is if you don't initially get told to piss off, they're usually quite <laughs> yeah, interested. Yeah, I mean, I—that's their I life. I found
2: the, the bit about the office, what happens in their office, to be the most interesting bit. Actually, there was there was a bit where it just kind of cuts to them. Um, They have like little meetings there, and one of the things that I noted on here is that they're still asking these teenagers when they think they're going to have a baby. Yeah, you know, it's like there's a set of scales, and on one side there's you can enjoy sex for the sake of enjoying sex, it's fine, and then there is also this kind of yeah, but you 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 know one day you're going to have a baby, yeah. When when's that going to happen? Yeah. So almost subconsciously, because I doubt if they would have you know thought that they were saying that but by us by by pushing that attitude and there's a point where they're asking these girls who are probably i don't know 14 or 15 or something like that and it's like yeah when are they gonna when are you gonna have a baby then how the hell would they know
1: (laughs) yeah because these are all these are all sort of volunteers in training i think yeah and um uh, the interesting part for me was that there are it's mainly it's probably nine out of ten girls to boys yeah definitely and a, and a, the boys were all neanderthal man
2: oh well you know? there is one bit it's
1: like well if you have a baby you don't want it just chuck in a fucking canal <laughs> yeah
2: they, they, i mean there is one bit where they're showing one side of a telephone conversation a woman is on the phone somebody who's phoned into yeah. their headlock uh their their let's, line let's not gloss yeah. over and this she one. says and i quote <laughs> i'm and she says it i think she might be american Uh, Yes, she is And she says, very politely, I'm afraid we can't talk to you while you're masturbating.
3: Hello, Grapevine? Yes? Can I help you? It's another wanker. Um, yes, can I help you? Um... I'm afraid we we really can't talk to you on the telephone while you're um, masturbating because we have a policy here that we're really colluding with you and your fantasies. And it's not doing you any good, and it's not doing me any good. And I'd really like to help you, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to come in and talk to us. And we'll be more than happy to see you face to face. But otherwise, it's no good talking on the telephone for either you or me. Okay? Okay, well, we're open 2 to 9.30... And any time you'd like to come in, we'll be happy to talk to you face-to-face, but it's no good talking on the telephone. Well, I'm very sorry, but, you know, as I say, it's colluding with you, okay? Bye. Yeah. (laughs) So, you
2: know, just in case you thought that (laughs) men sending pictures of their wangs to women Mm, is is a, you know... This is any any way a new phenomenon. They'll use whatever the latest technology is available.
1: I felt my favourite part about that was that her advice to him was, "Well, look, you know, we're not going to facilitate this kind of behaviour.
2: Yeah, that and that's... But oh, yeah. if you
1: want to come in and if you want to come in and talk to us, yeah. you know, keep drop yeah. in. Keep keep but, your
2: old man away, though. Yeah, <laughs> keep, yeah.
1: keep that in it's your like, trousers. If houses. you want, if you just want to come up and masturbate. Eye to eye with me, then that's fine. No, but don't do it on the phone. Yeah, it's no, no, so. I don't
2: know if that's what she was actually suggesting.
3: Hello, Grapevine. It's another wanker.
1: And then you know there were some lovely little vignettes. Of of that and a lovely little vignettes of everything the phone calls, the uh, people in the pub. I mean, I wrote down here there was a pale man who has never had sex, asks two Matt Berry lookalikes about Grapevine's mission. Yeah, um, and then starts talking about VD with two members of Medicine Head.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they were all considerably more patient than I'd have been.
1: Also, all of all the while while this is going on. What is there on the dance floor of the pub? A striptease dancer yeah. with a leather whip gyrating in her underpants. To Barry White. <laughs> Can't get
2: enough of your love. I was like, you know, did they overdub that years later? It's an incredible. I mean, uh, that's completely uh, uh, contemporary, and it's, and it's like such a cliche, and it's a beautiful moment. I almost shed a tear.
1: To be honest, mm. the work they're doing is so important and so belt and braces to the human species that by about halfway through I was going, look, you don't need to be so defensive. We're on your side. We <laughs> everything you're saying is perf makes perfect yeah. sense. In
2: in the future you know, give it another ten years and the things that you're saying now. Will actually be a matter of life and death.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: There's a there's a thought. You know, yeah. this is they're preaching safe sex a decade before AIDS. Yeah, you know?
0: Damn it's, in, it's
2: impressive. I'm you know I'm all in favour of them.
1: Now then, that is how it should be done for yes. a community access television program. The other part is considerably shorter than Grapevine. It is. It packs one hell of a punch. Uh, And it it is the the manifesto of
0: Albion Free State. If you want to be, you are Albion Free State.
3: What on earth is Albion?
0: Albion is the other England of peace and love, which William Blake foresaw in vision a country freed of dark satanic mills and similar Big Brother machines.
2: Yes. um, Very briefly. This is a famously bad piece of television. Yes. Uh, I became aware of it uh, through the BBC Two night. BBC Two did a theme night in about 1994 called TV Hell. And this appeared in it. Um, And I had been waiting such a long time to see it. And the first time I watched it in full... Was the 15 minutes before the start of this podcast. I stopped watching it, I came upstairs, I plugged in my microphone, and I have been raring to go on this.
0: <laughs>
3: A network
0: which already exists an embryo of independent collectives and communities federated together to form the Albion Free State. Open
2: door gave a voice to people who wouldn't ordinarily have a voice on the television. That's, yeah. that's you know that's what you nowadays you call that a mission statement. Mm. And um so Albion Free State got their uh, yeah got their as I understand it, I mean
1: Albion Free State in a nutshell is basically a federation or it's intended to be a federation of anarcho Communist syndicates basically yeah, yeah. that are going to sweep the British nation's consciousness and make everyone's lives uh incomparably better by the year two thousand and as far yeah. as I'm aware, what happened was the uh, the people of the Albion Free State the initial Albion Free State wrote to open door and went here yeah, your open door you wouldn't you wouldn't have us on her uh, uh you know yep. us you know, because that, we would uh, we would be scrambling people's tiny, tiny little yeah. minds. And the BBC mm, went, man, well, you know, you can come on. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. And on, Albion then. Free State went, huh, OK. <laughs> now, you you know a few facts about what it was like when Albion Free State actually turned up to do this.
2: Yeah, well, now, the actual, um, they were, they, this particular group was... Part of a commune uh, called Freestonia, yeah, uh, which was situated a very short distance from BBC Television Centre. Uh, yeah, um,
1: their address was um, Westbourne Park Road, London W11. So presumably it'd be one of the large squat communities yeah. in London at the time.
2: Yeah, and uh, the 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 chap who directed it. Uh, later described his day when they turned up (laughs) and he uh, he detailed a story about them uh, getting to the entrance of television center and there was one man dressed as a wizard and one man dressed as a gorilla and they kind of had an argument and almost got in a fight while somebody else tried to break them up
1: yeah, I think it was over a tea
2: Yeah, and he says, and <laughs> this was the peace and love people. Yeah. Uh, and so on they go,
1: except they don't. No, I think the BBC producers decided that they would be in so much trouble, they weren't going to let more than one of them in the studio. Yes. So, as a protest, yes. what you got was a man. In some kind... I mean, I've heard it described as a monkey suit, but that's no monkey that I've ever seen, if that's a monkey.
2: I think that's the guy who was involved in the fight outside the front Yeah, and he... You know, I'm guessing, but the the description is sufficiently... Yeah, and he's basically
1: um, holding a, a sandwich board that says, you know, that BBC censorship has stopped us from all coming in the studio, so instead we're, uh, we're going to be represented by a tree... And he wasn't lying because there was a tree propped up yep. on a couple of plastic garden chairs in front yep. of a sign that says Albion Dances, and then parts of their manifesto are, are read out by different people, and and essentially they then read out sort of FAQs before FAQs yeah. were really a thing, uh, yeah. and and um, some of the some of the phrases in it will will live with yeah. me until the day I die. I mean, you know, the only state is your state of mind. One. Yep. You, If you want to be, you are. Two. <laughs> the only government is your body. Three. Yep. Use your birth certificate as a credit <laughs> oh, card. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but my favourite, my absolute favourite of all... Oh god
2: Reality I think I know I yeah. think I know what you're going to say yeah, Reality <laughs> is a substitute
0: for utopia
1: Poli- <laughs> Politics are a substitute
0: Beware for instinct. of substitutes Reality is a substitute for utopia Politics is a substitute for instinct Consuming is a substitute for feeling Aeroplanes are a substitute for levitation Smoking is a substitute for inner fire and reproduction is a substitute for immortality. Oh,
1: so that's 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 where we're at with the Albion Free state. Now,
0: Yeah. Now
2: the thing is, I had to do a little bit of reading up on who exactly these people were. <laughs> Their commune, yeah, was it. It's described variously uh, according to which article you read. As being 120 to 200 people.
1: I think it was inspired by the famous sort of hippie utopia, Christiania, in in Copenhagen, which is still there, still going. Yes. And Um, it's just full of Danish hippies wearing no clothes and smoking dope all day.
2: Yeah, I mean, they took about, they've got about 80 uh, 80 acres or something. Yeah. It's quite a big area. These people had basically a squat. Um,. And one of their commune members is the guy who is kind of the lead voiceover. Okay. Uh, on this, it was a guy called Heathcote Williams. <laughs> Good name. Now, if you don't know about Heathcote Williams, I've got eight things okay, here to we go. tell you about the life of Heathcote Williams. He appeared in the film Wish You Were Here. Oh, really? With Emily Lloyd about the early life of Cynthia Payne. Okay. He also appeared in Basic Instinct 2. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Julian Cope wrote an album inspired by one of
1: his poems. Yeah, well, I think that says more about Julian Cope than anything else.
2: I've got these building up. They're going to get weird.
1: Okay, then. yeah. Well, it's all, we're already... As soon as you mentioned Julian Cope, we're already pretty pretty near a freak out.
2: He co-wrote the 2001 film Hotel with Selma Hayek. <laughs> what an interesting life he's had. He is an extra in the Friends episode, the one where Ross gets married. Oh, Nice. I've got, I've got what? How many more have I got? Hang on a minute. I've got three more. Three more. Al Pacino played the part of a fan of his in a 1990s (laughs) Channel 4 spoof documentary. Oh my good grief. And now the last two. You could have really liked this. (laughs) He dated Gene Shrimpton... (laughs) And then set himself on fire outside her (laughs) flat. Oh, my God. But the setting fire to himself might have been by accident because... This is the last one. He was taught fire eating by Bob Hoskins.
1: (laughs) Now, I didn't know... The thing is,
2: this is all just from his Wikipedia page, and I don't know... How true well, or verified any of those was, but I had to read that list Bob, anyway. Bob
1: Hoskins is is not in any way a regulated and uh, fully accredited fire eater, is he?
2: The like, you wouldn't want to with all that body hair, would you? But I don't well, know. No, I don't. I have no idea. I don't. The thing is that. I thought that was such a good list I didn't want to look any of it up I didn't want it to be punctured
1: No, no, ne- never 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 light, um, light in on magic So he was like um,
2: He was also in a couple of Derek Jarman films He was in Derek Jarman's version of The Tempest
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me
2: uh, And, and uh, another one as well I can't remember what that was called So, you know He was established, well known uh, He died in 2017 And he is like the main voice on this, on on this thing, okay, yeah, uh, he's
1: answering he's answering the yeah. questions. But again, he's though,
2: gonna... if you take into account the whole Gene Shrimpton setting yourself on fire story and the Bob Hoskins thing, you start to was it was it though could have <laughs> been anybody. They didn't say, did they? He didn't say, hi, my name's Heathcote Williams, and uh, I am a fruitarian.
1: Well, yeah, some of them are trying to give up
2: eating animals yeah diet wise they're a curious mixture because first of all he says that um he heavily implies vegetarianism uh but then he says that he can't say for sure that animals don't feel pain so um'm the 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 oh, sorry, sorry that vegetables don't yeah show
1: yeah, pain. yeah um so they only eat windfall apples and so forth
2: so yeah so that makes him a fruitarian so there's a name for them Yeah. unless
1: carrots are going to start jumping out of the ground but but they're still going to keep chickens and goats
2: yeah on their communes yeah so if they're not eating meat they're not going to kill these animals for meat but so presumably they're there for eggs milk and cheese yeah so their diet is dairy Plus, apples that have fallen from trees. <laughs> and they live in fairly central land. Well, and, and not, not
1: forgetting another important part of their diet that is mentioned. Yeah. Magic mushrooms.
2: Oh, and magic
1: mushrooms. Ple- yeah. He does mention magic men.
2: mushrooms. Yeah, He's got no problems with pulling magic mushrooms out of the ground. No,
1: no. His magic mushrooms don't feel pain.
2: Although, to be fair... <laughs> Mushrooms aren't plants, they're fungi. It's a completely different genus. It is. The only reason people think that, you know, at a glance, a mushroom is a vegetable is because it's in the fucking vegetable section in the supermarket. It's true. Actually, and, and, and because they bed. Yes. That's the only... You know, that actually, if anything, mushrooms have probably got more in common with animals.
1: This is uh, our new mushroom podcast. The Fungi's... <laughs> <laughs> Shut your stupid <laughs> mouth. Um, they have a goal to get all of this done by the year 2000, which is in twenty just, just twenty over years, ago. a quarter of a century away. <laughs> uh, and they're planning to have a happening to raise awareness for it on March the twenty first, nineteen seventy five. Now, as far as I'm aware, this didn't happen because some of the suggestions for the happening were to use rickshaws instead of cars and yes, my own yeah. personal favourite, dig, oh, dig up the fast lane of the motorway yeah. to make it into allotments
3: <laughs> you see, what, overnight? what you've
2: done there what they've done there is underestimated how strong motorway concrete is Yeah, it is, you know a, a, I used to sell concrete So, you know, I know a little bit about this. The strongest concrete there is, is the concrete they put around the base of a space shuttle. Uh, And then uh, it's like airplane runways as well. They have to take very, very strong concrete. But in terms of retail concrete, and uh, I know this fully well because I've actually been on a motorway and taken a cube sample to test the strength of it. Mm That is a thing I've done. Nice. Um, It's still very, very, very strong concrete. Yeah. You need machinery to do that. Yeah. I I don't know if the Albion Free State are just going to pitch up there with (laughs) with
1: a a, a homemade pickaxe. A homemade pickaxe, joint behind each ear, high on magic (laughs) mushrooms, and go, right, (laughs) let's get this bitch into allotments. We've got four hours.
2: Yeah, I mean they'll get through the tarmac okay and they can just and they can chuck the MOT type one to one side. But they are going to hit very very strong concrete and the pickaxe is not going to get I doubt very much that their homemade pickaxe is going to survive the tarmac to be honest. But
1: um <laughs> I thought that one one thing bless them for trying. Obviously it didn't come to pass for the year 2000. But I thought there was one part of it that was still quite relevant today. I mean, particularly relevant today. They were talking about how uh, one, one of the FAQs was, I suppose, that you're still relying on the National Health Service. I bet you're
0: still relying on things like the National Health Service and I'll be in free state. We say fear is the soul. We say joyless work causes cancer. For instance how many diseases would evaporate if we could demonstrate that harmony and joy are a higher and stronger influence than society's belief in medical science and dogma?
2: I thought their answer to that question was a bit of a washout, to be honest with you. I mean, we all know that stress can be a contributory factor towards all sorts of horrible diseases. I'm not sure about cancer.
1: Reproduction is a substitute for immortality. I think immortality is obviously in their sights, isn't it? That's what they're aiming for. Yeah. Which yeah. is good because I mean you're not probably not going to be able to reproduce when you've had that many magic mushrooms. I imagine your cock's gonna be like a fucking corn kernel. <laughs> 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 um, they make it sound more appealing
2: than what your reflex reaction might be if somebody says, What do you think anarcho communism is It's not a cult But that's not That's not yeah. It's not a cult. You know, it's a very low bar, isn't it? You know? Yeah. What do you think when you think anarcho-communism? First thing I think is gulag.
1: Massive gulag. The first thing I think of when I think of an anarcho-communist syndicate is Michael Palin shoveling shit with his bare hands in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's fairly contemporary with the Albion Free State, and you do have to wonder whether or not one has inspired the other
2: yeah that said that is quite plausible i think their hearts are probably in the right place i mean this Heathcote williams guy was a commune member there is i didn't see anything to say that he led it he's almost certainly the most notable well, former I'm member su- of it, yeah i'm know.
1: sure he didn't lead it because there weren't yeah. any leaders yeah as you so, well know this you know. is an anarcho-communist syndicate yeah so
2: it's not it, a cult it's not a cult, no, definitely not a cult. But you know, I'm I'm I I I'm, 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 I'm not a cult ta- leader. No, 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 no. I'll take them oh, God, at their no. word. I'll take I'll ta- I'll take them at their word on their sincerity. I can't say fairer than that.
1: I'm not going to take them at their word that aeroplanes are a substitute for levitation. The next time I, I need to no, leave the country, no, so. yeah, I'm
2: almost certainly you know. All right, get yourself down to EFO Airport and see how that works out
1: for you. <laughs> It's like, well, I just obviously, yeah, I'm sitting on the runway. I've just obviously haven't eaten enough magic mushrooms yet, <laughs> officer. As
2: soon as I've eaten enough magic mushrooms, I swear to God, I, I swear to f- God, I'll be my, off. I'll be out of your hair. My flight, my flight time to Amsterdam to buy more magic <laughs> mushrooms <laughs> will be one hour and five minutes. Yeah,
0: and finally, here's an invitation. You're all invited. There's a vision of the year 2000, which Albion Free State plans to rehearse next year at the spring equinox on March the 21st, from rush hour, five o'clock to sunset. Sheep raising and people strolling, naked down, naked, man. naked, man. naked, man. naked, man. naked man. See there. Everyone's, everyone's your man.
1: Turn
0: the, the earth, earth, earth to the surge. Surge. and join the legion. God, now.
2: Now. No, no good, bad, and other. No, good, bad, well, and lasting.
1: I mean, actually, it is fair to say, and statistically speaking, it was always likely that a lot of the. Uh, my favourite things from my open door came from the Grapevine episode. Yeah. Um, Albion Free State will stay with me. Yeah. Uh, there's no point in denying it, but I don't know if it will stay with me any more than watching that woman on the phone to someone who's chugging away. Yeah. that's That
2: is the worst thing about it. The words in this order I will repeat. I'm afraid we can't talk to you while you're masturbating.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your job to
2: somebody who is clearly masturbating.
1: Yeah, that, that woman's job, sir. She probably joined the Albion Free State the day yeah. after. She's yeah. like, she fuck ain't even, this. She ain't
2: even getting paid for that. No, no. She's, no. she's volunteering for this that. Nowadays, some, this at least she'd make five shit. quid a minute off it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, it's um, true. My favourite thing was they were handing out leaflets in the street, I think probably on the Holloway Road. um, And they're saying, what's all this about? And and someone went, oh, well, they, we're, we're um, trying to teach people about uh, venereal diseases. And this little kid's voice goes, oh, my mum's got one of them. <laughs> 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 that's the best bit. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: that's fair, yeah. OK, favourite bit. And I'm going to read these again. Is the eight facts about Heathcote Williams appeared in Wish You Were Here and Basic Instinct 2? Okay, Commune member of Freestonia. Julian, <laughs> Julian Cope wrote an album inspired by one of his poems. Co wrote the 2001 yep. film Hotel with Selma Hayek. Yep. Al Pacino played the part of a fan of his in a 1990s Channel 4 spook documentary. Dated Gene Shrimpton <laughs> then set himself on fire outside her flat, quite possibly accidentally because he was taught how to fire eat by Bob Hoskins.
1: That, can yep. you think, just think about that yep. Venn diagram, right? You've got, a, you've got Gene Shrimpton, that's one circle. Bob Hoskins, Selma Hayek. Already you're thinking there's no way these ever are going to intersect. Wrong. Heathcote Williams is where all of these things intersect. He's done a great service. Bob
2: Hoskins confirmed fire eater. He left school at 15. I'm reading his obituary from the Scotsman newspaper. Yeah, oh, okay. no. He left school at fifteen and worked as a porter, window cleaner, steeplejack, and circus fire eater before becoming an accident. Uh, sorry, before, before becoming an actor by accident in his mid twenties after accompanying a friend to an audition. So, the so Bob Hoskins <laughs> teaching this guy to be a fire eater, and then him setting himself on fire outside Gene Shrimpton's flat as a result of that. Or either or either that or not as a result of that, either of those
1: could be true. The worst bit probably was yeah. the, the the wanking man because it was a reminder. In fact, most of the yeah, things that involved uh, men yeah. being men yeah. in in the Grapevine one, it was just so grimly awful and predictable. And it just shows how far men have come in 20... <laughs> what, while they know, were on in, the in, call? In, in the... <laughs> <laughs> Half,
2: halfway, halfway across the living room.
1: Halfway across the living room. He wasn't expecting uh, an American uh, accent, enough. so he got
2: excited. Uh, I, I think the worst bit... Um, is, 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 I mean, the thing is... I was listening very hard to the Albion Free State which is a good job because there was the sum total of fuck all to look at. You had 10 seconds of a guy in a gorilla costume and then it was literally just a yeah. tree. Um,
1: Zoom in, yeah. The camera zoomed yeah. in and on zoomed the tree. Out it again zoomed out. And, out at the tree.
2: And so that's clearly pan, yeah, pan that's pipe clearly, music um, Clearly the worst bit. Um, the bit that will stay with me the longest. Um, well, that's really difficult, actually, um, because you know Bob Hoskins, man. Bob Hoskins. Um, you know, you know, you know well, what yeah, I mean, well. Bob Hoskins. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's probably that the 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 reading that I did about. The Albion Free State is what will what will stay what will stay with me. Not necessarily Heathcote Williams individually. But the broader story of of um of of these groups that existed, they don't exist anymore. I don't you know, I mean I haven't seen a communal squat for years. And certainly I'm not sure that there you know, whether there's any of that size in this country. Because you think about how many people, a hundred and twenty is. That's a lot. Yeah.
1: I think I think they all they're all online now. I googled Albion Free State and I found that there was uh, something which ha- you know declared itself independent, called the Albion Free yeah, State. Yeah, well, I mean, I no, know you know, it's, well, what, it's not
2: like they're gonna, you know, you, you have to register with them or anything like that. If you're, if the only state is your own state of mind, then you could set up your own fucking Albion Free State and call it whatever the hell you like.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you don't need you don't need to even all be in the same no, squad no. anymore. You could be. Well, we've got we've sure. got members in Peru. We've got members in and and the only credit card they needed was their birth certificate. And I might, also declare, their I
2: might declare my um, I might declare my bedroom.
1: Oh, I knew this was going to happen.
2: Gosh, I, I could design my gonna own happen. flag.
1: Oh, I'm going to have a
2: national anthem.
1: Happen. This was this was a bad yeah. mistake. Now we've given him the ideas. He's already. (laughs) I'll have those ready.
2: I'll have those ready in time for the next uh, for the next um, podcast.
1: I'll have a. I might have to declare. I'm going to declare this room uh, independent and then declare war on on (laughs) Ian Dania.
2: Yeah, no, no, I haven't quite. I haven't given it a name Mm. yet.
1: I can call it whatever I like, because reality... Well, yeah, reality is a substitute for utopia, isn't it? Exactly. Um,
2: fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're in too deep. So, yeah. so uh, So I need, what? I need a name, I need a flag, and I need a national anthem. And a motto. There you go. Four things. Four things by the next podcast.
1: And a, a pickaxe.
2: Uh, I might write my own. I've got okay. like a kind of Garage Bandy equivalent thing for Android. I've never used it before, so I write. Might even write my own national anthem for, for, for my independent republic. Population one. <laughs> and my bloody children will need a passport to get in here. Close the borders. Build a wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think that's
2: quite what Freestonia had in mind, is it, somehow? We'll be back tomorrow with uh, national anthems and uh, flags and mottos and names for our new countries. What's on the menu tomorrow?
1: <laughs> for- Songs of praise. Songs of fucking praise, Dude. <laughs>
2: And the thing about that, <laughs> that I already know, <laughs> is uh, that this song, this episode of Songs of Praise is from fucking 1977. Oh, God. So I have literally no idea what it's going to be like. I mean, this is the thing, you see, I'm looking at the list now, and the next um, one, two, three, four of these are all problematic. That'll do for this podcast. Ah, Magnificent. We'll be back same time tomorrow with Songs of Praise. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye.
3: I can't talk to you on the telephone while you're um, masturbating.